Are you interested in building water features professionally? Whether you have an existing contracting business or are looking for a fun and profitable side hustle, then you found the perfect podcast to follow. I'm Greg Whitstock, the Pond Guy, founder of Aquascape Inc., and this is my podcast. Each 20-minute episode profiles the journey of a successful certified Aquascape contractor whose best practices you can emulate. I love my job, and here's how you can too. Well, good morning from Dallas, Fort Worth. Cole Frisbee, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? <laughs> Very good. So uh, I always start off these segments uh, by always introducing the uh, certified Aquascape contractor's journey to becoming a pond guy. So down there in Texas, Cole, why don't you talk about uh, you've been a you've been a boy. How many years have you been in business now? Uh, so we're going on probably about 15 years. Yeah, this is a, this is good. This is a long time. So. Tell us about your yep. journey to becoming a becoming a pond guy down there in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, uh, well, I actually grew up in East Texas and lived on a. Well, we spent a lot of our time on our farm that's been our family since 1800, and had two ponds on there and a creek, and spent most of our time in there, uh, just running the woods. I spent all my time outside. Um, mm-hmm. Wind up moving to uh, DFW. Um, where we, I was actually a fraud investigator, helped build a special investigation uh, program yeah. for a workers' comp insurance company. Quite a different <laughs> so I career. Following people, yeah, I was following people around, but most of my work was sitting in the desk, and it just didn't feel right. So um, I actually was Googling online, and I saw this pond on the Internet, and it was from you, and I was just like, I'm amazed. That water's crystal clear. I got two of my buddies, and we flew to Seattle, to go listen to you talk about how to be a successful pond guy. And That's right. I remember meeting you and uh, I think your partner at the time, right? Y- yes, correct. Yeah, he was my sales guy. Mm-hmm. He wound up being my salesperson. Yep. And uh, so ever then, since then, we just got, I got hooked. And, uh, you know, that was like, this is going to be my career and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it and make it work out. Uh, so we wind up starting out part-time in Dallas, and then I moved to East Texas where I wind up buying a rock yard and still doing ponds as well. We wind up building just building up to just shy of a million-dollar business out there in East Texas where everybody was like, you'll never build a pond business in East Texas. And <laughs> I was real good at guerrilla marketing, and I, when I set my mind to something, I go for it. And uh, yep. so I... I we pushed and pushed, and we built a really good business. We were rock and rolling, selling stone and grass, building ponds out there, um, built some monster ones for wedding venues, and then uh, housing market hit. wasn't wasn't the best. Started seeing sales decline. Started going into debt, and I was made a smart move and realized that it's time to make a change. So I sold the rock yard, moved back to Dallas about five years ago, where we just started completely over. Um, and just slowly built our business up every year, you know, 30% increase uh, of sales just since we started, and uh, things have been going going really good since then. Excellent, excellent. So, so right now you're going on 15 years. You're a certified Aquascape contractor. Um, talk a little bit about the size and scope of your business. I mean, you've had, you've had some um, ups and downs and some journeys. I mean, you've actually owned a rock yard in the past, you know, how did you kind of come to your kind of your situation today with your, you know, business operations after all the trials and tribulations and starts and stops of uh, building a successful business? Um, well, since 
since then, I've realized that now is the time to kind of keep a low overhead so we don't have that retail location anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of work, operate right out of our, my garage, um, have a little storage unit just to keep more supplies and gear. Um, we actually stay at a kind of a smaller crew, so we're typically four to five guys at the most. Um, and doing that, I'm able to focus more on quality and not quantity. And so with that, we get more attention to detail and we're able to focus more with customers. Um, and so by it just really has kind of been working out that way. Uh, right now, our phones have been ringing, still ringing off the hook. I think everybody's at home just wanting to do something in their backyard now that everybody's kind of quarantined. So it's actually yes. working in our favor. <laughs> um, well, the thing about the quarantine, yeah. too, is we, you're in the middle of your startups for the year with your cleanouts down there in Texas, as we are here. We have over 400 cleanouts that we've got going, and only one person has delayed it because everybody wants to be home enjoying their pond. Exactly. Yeah, so we're the same way. Everybody calls like, are you still working? And we're like, yes, we are. We're staying to a small crew, but we can still keep our social distance and abide by all the rules. And uh, we did about 150 cleanouts last year, so we're looking to nice. looking to add at least 15, 20% of that this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's excellent. So, okay, so talk a little, about, you talk to you a little bit about your local work. So what does it look like in terms of your crew size, in terms of, you know, operating out of your house a little bit? So talk, talk a little bit about that so people can get a perspective on how you're running your successful business down there. Um, it works pretty good uh, as far as cleanouts. We have a, a full-time guy who's doing our cleanouts right now, um, so that kind of allows me to give me more time to focus on sales and build the business. Um, and then we're still kind of looking for our main construction guy. I'm still out in the field a lot building mm-hmm. as well just to keep things small. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're still working on – Finding the right guy, which I think is a never-ending search, but we're, we're getting real close. We've got some good guys right now that I've, I'm really enjoying, and they love the work and look at it as a career and not just a job. So you have, you have a full-time guy out in maintenance. you got yourself and then anybody else working with you? Yeah, so we have uh, the full-time guy who's, who's doing the maintenance. His brother actually started working with us recently, and so he's looking into being more of our construction foreman guy. Um, and then we also have my brother, Cameron, who comes in and helps us on these big projects. We're working, working a big project now, so he's, he comes in to help us on the finer details and more OCD on real picky stuff and making it look perfect. All right, so, you're, so for, the, for perspective, you do 150 to 160, 70 cleanouts a year. How many projects do you take on? I know you do some bigger ones uh, as well. You, you certainly like to do a lot of recreation ponds down there. Just give a little bit of, uh, for, for people that are listening, to you know, you know, the scope of your operations, you, you know, in terms of the kind of builds you do and how many you do and uh, you know, how you structured your business to be able to succeed. Yeah, so on typical, where uh, last year we did, I want to say close to 30 ponds. Um, probably 70% of those were complete tearouts and redos. Uh, no, so no swim ponds last. You were out there rebuilding a pond that was not a pond done wrong, and you're making it a pond done right. Right. Typically, about 80% of our jobs have been complete tearout and start over because a lot of people are building ponds and they just they don't know what they're doing, I guess. And so it's uh, turns into more of a nightmare. So we we'll have to come in and just completely tear it out and start over. So focusing on a lot of rebuilds and stuff like that on my marketing has been great because uh, a lot of people have a lot of problems with these ponds that just are constant maintenance nightmares. As far as uh, construction, you know, we're, we're set about 30. Uh, we haven't done any big swim ponds yet uh, this year. 
so we're our last year, so we're kind of looking into getting got a couple of clients who are still interested in swim pond, so we're working on that. Uh, but yeah, things are going good. And uh, um, what about your equipment and you know your operations? Uh, as far as equipment, so we don't we don't uh, whenever we need big equipment, you know Dallas is a lot of small backyards, so we'll rent some small equipment when we need it. Uh, we don't we don't own any equipment, and then able to work out of our garage that keeps things uh, low overhead. Um, but so mostly, mostly we get small dingoes and stuff like that just to move the bigger rocks into these small backyards um, and some big dollies. Yeah. Excellent. So how you know for you know I always say in my vlogs that I love my job, you know, and I can definitely uh, definitely say that you love your job. But why? What's a story or two that would really illustrate, you know, what it is about water features that you enjoy doing, you know, because you've stuck through this and the highs and lows and the thick and thins and through other business models with rock yards and everything else, you still come back to water features. Why, Cole? Um, so, yeah, I definitely got a pretty good story on that. Um, uh, I built a pond for a client, his, uh, him and his wife, Stan and Donna, and uh, after we built their pond, they basically tried to adopt me as their son. Uh, they just fell in love with this pond. They spent more time going out every morning, have a cup of coffee. You know, the, the pond was the focal point of their house after that. Um, and every time I came, Donna, she was, she was an amazing woman, and she always had a meal ready for me. Um, you know, they treated me like <laughs> their own son. And so it was also, I was very important is just the fact that we were able to do that, you know, and uh, uh, their son was in the military. Uh, Wes was a, a paratrooper, like just amazing guy, and now he focuses a lot on uh, wounded warriors and, and uh, suicide prevention for a lot of his comrades, and so it's just yeah, we amazing Yeah, vis we work. visited him. Um, has he expanded because he had the aquariums inside, he had the pond outside? So that, that was actually David. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah, he's he another guy? Yeah, so this is another one. Yeah. Oh, wow. David's okay, doing great. He just cleaned his pond out. He's doing well, though. Um, yeah, so Wes, uh, he, he, he focuses on a lot of that. But then they have another son, uh, Trey, who does Cobb McGraw. And he actually uh, would bring in uh, this one girl. She had terminally ill cancer. Um, it, was, it was very sad. But she, they brought her there to uh, kind of bring serenity to her life, you know, kind of peace. She wound up loving the pond. They spent several days to a week, I believe, there. I never met her, um, but they said the pond was just, it brought joy to her, you know, in her last days, um, which was very amazing that, you know, something I created was able to bring that peace to someone. Um, and so that just that definitely brought a tear to my, ear, to my eyes. Um, and then so recently, uh, Donna has passed away, um, mm. Stan's, Stan's wife. So it was very sad, and the, the first thing I did was I, when we came up and visited Stan, and he's like, look, Donna loved this pond. She loved you. Um, she always said, you know, when she called, you would say your pond is fine, and so it was kind of an inside joke. Um, and so just now that I know that Stan can go outside and just have so many cherished memories, um, you know, of his wife and everybody they brought in, to, to visualize and see that pond and bring peace to people, uh, it's it's really big impact on on what I've done. It really does. We got a funny story from when uh, we, you know I have a lot of memorable stories from my vlog journeys of 
visiting certified Aquascape contractors. But probably one of the most memorable was when uh, we made kind of an impromptu visit uh, when I was down there visiting you. Why don't, why don't you tell our listeners what actually happened because it was quite funny. Uh, we went to the zoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of... I, knew, I knew you wouldn't need much prompting on that one. Yeah, so we kind of uh... – we uh, we were leaving. We left David's uh, the the veteran, and uh, mm-hmm. we I was like, hey, we, there's a there's a, some amazing koi fish here. We got to make this stop. He's like, all right. Let's, he said, let's do it. So we pulled over, ran through the zoo, and found found these massive koi pond. Uh, you know, it's kind of more of a modern above ground swimming pool. They have a lot of big koi in there, and so we were trying to record it, and all of a sudden, you just dropped your phone fell four feet down to the bottom of this thing and you're like i gotta get my phone and so you dive down i'm holding your legs and you almost fall completely in you come out and you're just soaking wet and you're able to save your phone but we got some really good footage of that oh the best was the footage of me trying to reach the phone with you holding my legs i mean you cannot literally make this stuff up and then i was just drenched i remember drying my shirt off on your you know in the back of your truck i think i left it there too didn't i yeah i still have it you got yourself a, a, a two big shirt for you sitting in the back of your truck, but you know those are the fun memories that I get from going out and and visiting everybody and, and doing the vlogs and trying to inspire more people to you know get into this industry successfully. So, for a guy who's been in this for 15 years, um, what would your what would your advice be to people that are trying to succeed with water features? Well, I would I would first start if you know if you're going to do something, you need to dedicate a lot of time and energy to making sure you accomplish goals and always have a goal set of what you want to do. Um, you know, your biggest thing is you want to become a master of marketing. Um, the marketing is, is the only thing that's going to keep your business coming in. So getting a YouTube channel, Google, you know, Facebook ads. Uh, I started my business out guerrilla marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I would put cards in books in Lowe's. I sold a $10,000 pawn with uh, some lady was flipping a pawn book out and a card fell. She called me and wind up making the sale on that. Um, that was literally a 30 cent marketing sale that turned into $10,000. Right, um, right, and, right. And then, that, that, you know, that really, cost you nothing I, but your time to go put business cards in, in pawn books at a, at a retail. Absolutely. And we spent half our time at Lowe's getting some extra gear and stuff we needed, you know, anyway. So, could make a little quick stop. Um, so guerrilla marketing, you know, marketing just in general uh, is, is real big to start your business out. But then the next would be sales, not be afraid to answer the phone. Whenever my phone rings, I'm answering it no matter what. You know, that's I want to make sure I serve the customer um, over just sending it to voicemail. And yeah, that's, that's been a big part. I've been getting jobs just for answering phones. Um, and so... So I would say those those two key things are really important to learn first uh, if you're looking to get into the water feature business. Excellent, excellent. And uh, and how has the tribe helped you? How has the Certified Oxys Conditor Network, you know, helped you with your business? I would have to say tremendously. Uh, the tribe alone is just great support. I've always been able to call anyone I need um, just following some of the top guys and, and really just learning kind of what they did and how they created success has been a huge, huge help in me uh, building a, a successful business as well. Um, and so just keeping with the tribe and, and doing what others have done has, has been a major support. Yeah. When we, uh, 
when we, I asked you how you were doing on the, the beginning of this call before we actually started recording, you were talking about a pretty cool project you were on. Describe that to the listeners. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, this, this project is being done downtown Dallas. Uh, the front and backyard, the architect wound up selling it for about $5 million. So we're uh, a small fraction of that, but we'll, we'll take it. So we're actually building a really amazing uh, um, 30 by 15 koi pond with an intake bay and wetland. And then we're actually running a 15, uh, or running 110 foot stream and waterfall. Uh, pondless waterfall that all kind of makes it look like it's uh, connecting. Um, we brought in a lot of aqua blue boulders. Uh, we actually brought in some slate flagstone as well from aqua blue that they cut, and they're creating this. Uh, we're creating these kind of stack look waterfalls, uh, and this is all going to be right beside his golf course. So this is <laughs> a little putting green and golf. The whole whole backyard's turfed. Like it's it's actually going to be published in a national architect magazine. So uh, we're pretty excited about that, and I will definitely share that with everyone once it comes out. Well, it sounds like a, a good excuse for me to get back with my vlog camera uh, down to Texas, and maybe this time uh, I'll hold better onto my camera if we go by any deep koi ponds. Yeah, we definitely want to tape it up or something, huh? <laughs> All right, Cole. Well, listen, uh, thanks, for your, thanks for your sharing of your advice after a 15-year pond vet, and uh, best of luck to you uh, going, going forward here, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate all the support and everything you do. Hey, it's my pleasure, and uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, hope you enjoyed that podcast. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go to aquascapeinc.com slash podcast and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time for a brand new podcast. I love my job, and I hope you can too.